you've come hungry and God is going to honor this and, and I believe that and I think Perry would be pleased that we're continuing on so anyway but I know Jesus is and that's what matters we definitely want to lift up the nation of Israel as always tonight they are amping it up and God help us I've got my little Israel ring on I've got my Israel bracelet on not that I need a reminder but my goodness I can't get them off my mind and, and the Palestinian people as well they need our prayers they need to come to Jesus amen my goodness the Bible says in Psalms 150 verse 6 let everything that has breath praise the Lord praise the Lord you know we've been doing a in-depth study on the life of David and, and what a man that was acquainted with grief and sorrows but yet he knew how to seek God in times of trouble and when David was confronted with sin and when David failed he was he sought forgiveness he didn't just turn and hide it or push it under a rug he said yeah I'm guilty and I need forgiveness and you know that's where we need to get to in the body of Christ to we can come to the place where we say let everything that hath breath praise the Lord I can still praise him because God is merciful and God forgives me amen there's not a one of us that don't stand in the need of the mercy and grace of God David has been a great example for us, so let's follow him in the things of the Lord. And tonight, let's worship him as uh, Psalmist David would. After he's been forgiven, he gave it all to God. And many of us here tonight have been forgiven. You may even need forgiveness in your future. You might do it. Yes, you sure might. We're human. But you know what? God is faithful, and he will forgive if we come with that repentant heart. So come on. Lay your guilt aside. Let's worship the Lord because let everything... That has breath, praise the Lord, amen. Oh, 
won't be quiet my god is alive how could i keep it inside don't be silent my god is alive how could i keep it inside When you're sovereign, praise cause you reign, praise cause you rode and defeated the grave. I'll praise cause you're faithful, I'll praise cause you're true, praise cause there's nobody greater than you. I'll praise cause you're sovereign, praise cause you reign, praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. I'll praise cause you're faithful, praise cause you're true. Praise cause there's nobody greater than you. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Come on. Oh, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise. Oh, praise the Lord, oh my soul. I won't be quiet, my God is alive. How could I keep it inside? I won't be quiet, my God is alive. How could I keep it inside? Oh, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Come on. Oh, give him some praise tonight. Yes, Lord.
but just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting. This vagabond. And just when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know. And he told me that I was not alone. He picked me up, turned me around, and placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because he Oh, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. 
somebody praise him tonight. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. I was breathing but not Failures that try to hide. It was my tune till I met you. You call my name and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness into your glorious day. foundation right now in Jesus. Amen. Everything else is sifting sand. Nothing 
is able to keep us but our God. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaking, I've never been so glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Cause he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't, he won't, I've still got joy in chaos, I've got peace that makes no sense, so I won't be going under, I'm not held by my own strength, cause I've Been 
So if you have a prodigal or if you have a family member that you know maybe would not make it to heaven tonight if they died, when we pray this, let's pray it over our country, over this land, over Israel, over Palestine, over this world. Just reach into yourself as you sing it and pray it in Jesus' name. Because that name is powerful. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind I know that there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus all the fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name Your name is healing. Your name is 
Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy Oh Jesus for my family I speak the holy name of Jesus Come on shout his name shout Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the street, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus, shout Jesus, come on, shout Jesus from the mountain, Jesus in the street, all over the streets, Jesus to come and worship the Lord in our giving tonight. Good to see you out on a Saturday evening. Amen. It shows time to be in God's house. Amen. In the best place that you could possibly be right now. Amen. 
Father, we just praise you tonight, God. You are so good. And Lord, we worship you in this offering tonight. Thank you for the privilege to give. We honor you and praise you for all you do. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And everybody said amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, the Lord is good. Amen. God said, let there be light. Amen. Let there be light. Well, praise the Lord. I know you came to hear Perry Stone tonight. I'm not Perry Stone. If you hadn't figured that out yet. <laughs> you know, but man, I am so happy about revival breaking out at Gainesville and, and God moving at Jensen's church down there and the Lord pouring out his spirit. And uh, man, we, we sent out emails and contacted everybody, had it on his website, and somebody told me the TCT still had it up on their thing and I did not know that and uh, you know so I don't know did you guys see that on TCT or or uh, you know about Perry but uh, anyhow but it's gonna be good somebody said it's gonna be good amen it's gonna be really good let's turn to Psalm 34 tonight Psalm 34 I know somebody needs this tonight because the Lord began to deal with me about this several days back, and I told my wife, I said, God is speaking to me about angels. And I believe tonight that the Lord is going to minister to somebody present about angels. And maybe you've had an encounter recently. Um, you got questions, but... One of the other things is that I believe that angelic activity is going to pick up in the earth. I really, truly believe that with all of my heart. And we're going to read all of Psalm 34. Man, it is a powerful psalm. And I love this because it's when David changed his behavior before Ahimelech, Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. And I like this because I, I, I believe that one of the things God's getting ready to do is that uh, he's going to change some of our behavior. Somebody say amen. amen. God is getting ready to change some of our behavior. Some of us need to get a little bolder. Amen. I said some of us need to get a little bolder. Yes. All right, let's stand up on our feet. Now, you know me better than that. You need to get a little bolder. Amen. Amen. A little bit bolder. God needs to change our behavior. I believe one of the things, especially across Pentecostalism, is that God wants to wake people up in the Holy Ghost. Amen. He wants you to allow the Spirit of God to flow through you like the river that you are, that he is. Amen. Somebody say, the wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous, the righteous are bold as lions. And so I hope you're bold tonight. You're going to need your boldness, right? You need it now. In light of everything that's going on in the world with this spirit of fear that's trying to grip the world and so forth, we need boldness. Somebody say boldness. Amen. Verse 1, I will bless the Lord at what? All times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, my God. This is, this is so powerful, man. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Come on, can we just exalt him right now? We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Listen, I sought the Lord. This Alan sings this song. I bet he didn't even know it was in here. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. Yeah. Do you know what was in there? Okay. And delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord. See, if you have fear tonight, you need to seek the Lord. I said you need to seek the Lord. You need to seek the Lord. If you read through your Bible, you're going to find out that there were some kings in there that didn't seek God. Asa did not seek God, and he died. If you'd have just sought the Lord. Amen. He did at the beginning of his reign, but then he became relaxed. Verse 5, they looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Man, when you start praising him, the burdens roll away. Amen. Heavy things flee from you. Somebody say amen. 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 This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of some of his troubles. <laughs> A lot of his troubles. All of his troubles. Here's our key. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that revere him, honor him, fear him, and delivers them. Mm -hmm. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. I won't want for boldness. I won't want for peace. I won't want for strength. I won't want for prosperity. Come on. I won't want. Somebody shout, I won't want. Amen. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loveth many days that he may see good? My God, if he's living like these previous verses, you'd want that. You don't want that gloom, despair, and misery. You don't want that. Amen. Amen. See, if, if you always got a long face, you need to practice all the other verses previous to this. Keep your tongue from evil. Look at somebody say, shut your mouth. And thy lips from speaking guile. Remember when he found Philip, he said, in whom, a man, in whom there is no guile. Amen. A lot of people got guile in their mouth. Not gout, guile. I guess they're real close. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. He's telling me what to do. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. He's looking at us right now. He's listening to us. I'm saying, hey, Jesus, we give you praise tonight, God. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Amen. See, you got to work the word. Amen. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Look out, 
Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda. Look out, look out, ISIS, look out. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. He's saying it again. The Lord is nigh unto them of a broken heart and saves such as of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them. There he is again. Oh, somebody say, oh, my God. Man, if I wasn't a Christian, I'd slam my brakes on and turn in here. Amen. Say, I got to have some of that. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. My God. Father, thank you tonight for your word. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, tonight to set us on fire. I pray that, God, that our hearts will be stirred like they never have before. Lord, you have ordained this night. We're not here by happenstance or coincidence. We're here because you ordained it. You're the sovereign Lord of glory. And, Lord, I just thank you tonight for your host. I thank you for angels. But I thank you, God, that you're the commander-in-chief. I thank you, Jesus. So tonight, God, Lord, have your way in the midst of us. We yield to you. Whatever you want, we do. Nothing more, nothing less. We thank you right now, Holy Spirit. Take hold. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated tonight. As I said, God began to deal with me. A couple of weeks back, he spoke to me, said angels. Began to, to think about angels. Began to believe for their activity in the earth. And I knew exactly what he was saying uh, when he was talking about Angels, because we have had them deliver us many, many times from many, many adverse situations. But we hear a lot of talk today about demons. Everywhere you look is a devil. Around every corner, around every bush, under every rock. Everybody talks about what the devil does. But I want to remind us today that God has a whole army and company of angels that have never fallen, never will. Come on that are alive, that are powerful, that fight for us, that are on our side. They're, they're, they help us. They guard us. They protect us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can you give God praise tonight for his servants of fire that minister on our behalf? Hebrews 13 and 3, forget not to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. It's like those situations that you get in and you encounter someone or they come out of nowhere. We had one recently, well, over the past year. It was like they came and before you knew it, they disappeared like boof. It was like, I, I know that had to be an angel because I can't find them. I don't know where they went. You know, my God. And, you know, all they, all they did was just speak something and that was it. That was it. You see, when we examine the Old Testament, I want you to listen tonight. I want you to be encouraged because I truly believe in light of everything that's going on, things have shifted in the earth, things have changed, that we need to be aware of angels. And so the more you preach on it, the more you 
The more you read about it and study it, God wants you to. He doesn't want you worshiping them, but he wants you to be aware of them. And so when we examine the Old Testament, we find out that angels are mentioned, listen, 108 times. We find that angels intervened in the lives of the patriarchs of Abraham and Jacob in Genesis chapter 18, 19, and chapter number 28. Also find that Moses also was familiar with the ministry of angels in his ministry in Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, when the bush burned but was not consumed. And the Bible said that he turned aside to see that phenomenon. And God spoke to him out of the bush and then also... In chapter number 14, verse 19, the angel went before them in a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of a cloud by day. I don't know about you, but I might need the angel of the Lord to do that for me. See, he came and got between God's people and the enemy. We might need God to send an angel to get between us and the adversary. God send angels right now to get between Israel and Hamas in Jesus' name. Send the angels, Lord, to guard your people, Lord. You see, throughout the word of God, angels appear throughout the book of the law, the Torah, as we know it, the writings of Moses, 32 times. And then in the book of the history, we find in the book of Joshua, Judges, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, that some 37 references can be found to the work and the ministry of angels relating to the kingdom of Israel that we just talked about. So the existence of angels can be found throughout the Bible. They're found in the book of, of poetry. The oldest book in the Bible, they're found in the book of Job in chapter number 4, verse number 18. We find it in the book of Psalms. We read this tonight that they are described as delivering and protecting and helping God's people from all kinds of danger that comes against us. Psalm 34, verse 7, we quoted it tonight, and we read, read it in the Bible. The angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him. See, the church has got to learn to revere God, honor God, honor his word. See, if you don't honor that, see, you may not have much faith in angels. You won't get one. I'll just take yours. If you revere them, if you revere God, if you revere his word and respect him, you say, Father, you put them here to minister on my behalf for me, Jesus. Psalm 91, we all love to quote this, verse number 11. For he shall give his angels charge concerning you to keep you in all thy ways. Now, I believe thy ways is the ways of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So when we look through the Bible with the exception of Jeremiah, all major prophets alluded to the ministry of angels. In the book of Daniel, he names two of them. He tells us that one of them is named Gabriel. He tells us that one is named Michael. Amen. Also, the minor prophets of Hosea and Zechariah spoke of the angels. And so the Old Testament alone would be sufficient for us tonight to establish the fact that angels exist God uses them, he created them, he made them, and they're here for us. Somebody say they're here for us. But on top of that, the New Testament continues on to reveal and to show the existence of angels. Actually, angels are mentioned more in the New Testament than they are in the Old Testament. A total of 165 times. You would think, okay, God, I got this. 
I've got this. This is a reoccurring subject. God, you, you tell too many stories about angels and how they work. Six times in the book of Acts are they shown to minister to the people of God. In Acts chapter number 5, verses 18 through 20, the Bible said, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. This is what the high priest did to them. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go stand and speak all the words. Go stand and speak in the temple all the words of this life, talking about Jesus. They had been preaching Jesus. The high priest apprehended them. They scolded them. They put them in the common prison, and God said, I'm not going to let this stand. I'm not going to let this stand. You see, what I'm telling you tonight is that it could be possible that in your future or my future is that the adversary could have some of us cast in a prison. See, I pray this prayer, especially with martyrs or people that are in martyrdom in foreign countries overseas. When I pray for them, I pray, God, send your angel to deliver them. I pray not my will, but yours be done. I do understand that some of those people, Lord, are there to die a martyr's death. But I believe that you're going to send an angel to cause the stockades and the locks and whatever they have them in, the prison doors to open, and you're going to bring them out. Translate them to safety. Do something, God. On their behalf, let them show up here at my house. I'll take them in my, in my house. I got several rooms that I can put them in. Amen. So that they can give a testimony. And since I started praying that way, I've heard testimony how God translated some of them out of the prison. What did they do? They disappeared from the prison cell and appeared somewhere in safety. Somebody praise him. Amen. Man, I love this because... When you begin to read it, you're saying, oh, my God. And this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to have an oh, my God moment. You see, the apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the new covenant, spoke of angels many times throughout his books. Remember, he, he and Silas, they experienced that in the book of Acts. Remember, they had beaten them and thrown them in the inner prison, and the Bible said at midnight they sang praises unto God and all the soldiers heard them. Everybody in the prison heard them. I read in Psalm 34 tonight that when you begin to praise him, something gets activated in the heavens. We read that tonight and it stirs up the spirit realm and God releases things to us angels on our behalf. Somebody say hallelujah. James and Peter spoke about angels. Peter knew what it was to be cast in prison. Come on now. Listen, when Peter was thrown in prison for preaching Jesus, remember that story, how they put it between? Listen, I was like, God, you're talking about a terrorist to hell. They put him between four quaterians of soldiers, 16 guards. I'm like, dude, this is the guy has got an AR-15, a bazooka on his back, a rocket launcher, you know, 50 guns strapped to his legs. He's got grenades hanging all over him. I'm talking about in the spirit. See, I, that's the way that we're to look in the spirit. We're to be so fierce against our adversary, and he's so nervous about who we are that he wants to cast us in a prison between 16 soldiers. But I've got a word for the devil tonight. You can't lock me up between 16 soldiers if my God wants me out out of there preaching, I am going to preach. You're not going to bind me up. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to silence my voice. The Bible said the angel came in and touched him, said those old things fell off of him that had him chained down. The doors opened of their own accord, and the angel had to shake him to get him up. 
talking about peace. See, God is saying something to us tonight. He said, look, don't you fear this stuff that's going on in the Middle East. Don't even fear when it breaks out in America. Don't even fear when it looks like it's in your own backyard. But understand, you can say, okay, Father, I just thank you right now that angels are here on my behalf. Amen. Get you a megaphone or a loudspeaker, start preaching the gospel so loud inside your house that it goes out and emanates out the walls and the windows. Somebody say glory to God. Save those Islamic terrorists in Jesus' name. Arrest them, Holy Ghost. Peter had so much peace on him that the angel had to shake him and get him up and say, get up, get out of here. Pick up your pace, run, move. There's a church down the road having an all-night prayer meeting. They've been praying ever since you got locked up, and they're not going to let go of God. They're not going to quit believing him. They're confessing and standing on the word, and God wants you to get down there and, uh, and appear in your flesh and let them see you so that they will stop praying and know that God has answered their prayer. Come on, somebody. Amen. But the church prayed without ceasing. Angels were released. Somebody say, man, we got to get serious in the body of Christ and begin to pray like we never prayed before and get a hold of God. I said, get a hold of God. Pray without ceasing. The bottom line is this. The reason that God didn't want him locked up is because Peter was reaching too many souls. Mm -hmm. Amen. We're going on a prayer walk Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock. Meet us at the courthouse. I'm serious. Rain or shine. The rain doesn't stop the devil. It's not going to stop me either. I got an umbrella. Hallelujah. Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. Yeah. I'm going to sing. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm just looking at the rain, the rain of the Holy Ghost. Let the rain of the Holy Ghost fall. Then the revelation of Jesus. Well, Peter, let's go back to Peter for a few minutes. See, that, that continuous prayer is what got a hold of heaven and opened it up. I said it opened heaven up. I said it opened. Let me say this right here. You may be praying for a loved one. I've got a, I got a son that needs Jesus. I want the Holy Ghost to meet him right now. I want God to touch him. I want an angel to walk in the room like it did for Zona, for, for like it did for Norville Hayes' daughter. No, uh, 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 what's her name? Zona. And appear to her. And daddy, daddy, there's an angel in my room. See, what we need to do is, is get ourselves stirred up and use everything in the arsenal that God has given to us through Jesus Christ and he has given us angels. Come on, somebody. And then the revelation of Jesus refers to angels no less than this, 65 times in the book of Revelation. 65 times. I can tell you some things about angels. They're created beings. God created them for his good pleasure. He created them. He created them. Psalm 148, verses 2 and 5. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commandeth, and they were created. Angels are created beings. Amen. Amen. We also know that angels are spirit beings because of what Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 tells us. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. 
are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Let me ask you a question. Are you an heir of salvation tonight? Expect angels to show up on your behalf. Expect angels to come and help you, to assist you. Expect angels to come into your kids' room. Expect angels to show up right in the middle of a dope party or a keg party. Expect angels to walk through the wall and say to them, what are you doing? Come on, somebody. Listen, the word angel in the Hebrew and Greek simply means messenger of God who often deliver the messages they give to men and women just like us. They did to the prophets. They do people in the Bible. They do it for you and me. Come on, somebody. They're immortal. They're immortal. Luke chapter number 20, verse number 36. Jesus tells us that angels are eternal. Think about this. Angels never get sick. Uh, excuse me. I got to dial in. I, I would come and help you today, but I'm sick. That's not angels. Amen? Go call in on the job sick today. They never go to the hospital well, they might go, well, one appeared to my uncle one time in the hospital down at Baptist. He was laying in there, and the angel came, walked. He said, no, 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 excuse me. Jesus walked in the room, angel of the Lord, walks in the room and says, I want you to go down the hall and pray for this lady down there in this room number. Gave it all to him. He walked down the hall, laid hands on her and prayed for her, and she got instantly healed. The doctors came to his room and said, Mr. Coleman, can you tell us what you did to that woman? He said, I just did what the Lord told me to do. He said, well, can you come down here and pray for these other terminally ill people? He said, no, the Lord didn't tell me to do that. Come on. I, want an, I need angels to show up. Come on. I, need, I know some people that need healing. I know some people that need deliverance. I know some people that need some things. Come on, somebody. Listen, they never age. They never die. Amen. Angels also outrank man. Mm-hmm. So when you look at rank, you think about A, B. You think about one, two, three. Three, rank and order. Everybody say rank and orders. Rank and order. Now, there's a lot of places we could go right here, but we think about where do angels rank in creation? Psalm chapter five, verse eight, verse number five says, says this. It tells us that angels constitute a higher form than man. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou hast crowned him with glory and honor. Talking about man, Okay. In 2 Peter 2 and 11, we read that angels are greater in power and might than human beings. Even so, angels rank below God because he created them. Somebody say hallelujah. So it's important to note something here. It's sobering to think. I can knock my microphone off, didn't I? It's sobering to think. It's sobering to think that one day you and I are going to judge the angels. Are you listening to me? 1 Corinthians 8, verse 3. We're going to judge the angels. Also, angels are intelligent. In 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse number 20, we read about, uh, about, why, about being wise according to the wisdom of an angel of God to know all things that are in the earth. This is what he says about angels. So there's some things that angels know, and then on the other hand, there's some things that angels don't know. They don't know when Jesus is coming. And neither do you, and neither does Bobo, wherever he's at. Amen. 
Angels have no sin. They have no stain upon them. They are holy. Angels are holy. They constantly dwell in God's presence. And for you to dwell in God's presence, you have to be holy. Amen? Mm-hmm. So the book of the Bible, do you think about all the books of the Bible that tell us when angels show up that they say, they announce, I came from the presence of God. I came from the presence of God. Then here's a good one. Angels are an innumerable host. Everybody say innumerable. Innumerable. In other words, they cannot be numbered. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 says this, but you are come to Mount Zion. Talking about you. Come to Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. So that means that you can't count the angels. Hmm? Job says this in chapter 25, verse number 3, that there is an, a number, that there is a number to his armies. In other words, Job said you cannot number the armies of God. Too many. Somebody say far too many. In Luke chapter number 2, verses 13 and 14, you remember when the shepherds were, shepherds were visited by the angel of the Lord? The Bible said, and suddenly, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. And what were they doing? Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Wow. Somebody said innumerable host. How many? Innumerable. Revelation chapter number 5, verses 11 and 12. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousands times ten thousands of thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Woo! My God. Man, we need to take a lesson from angels. Look at somebody and say, man, you need to get your praise on. I said, we need to get our praise on. Riding down the road in the living room of our house, during our prayer time, especially in the house of God when we congregate together or assemble together. That we understand, man, the angels are already here and they're praising. I'm saying, hey, dude, I appreciate you praising God, but it's my turn. I'm going to praise him some too. You just go ahead and join in. I know there's been times on this platform when the angels, we could hear the angels singing with us as we were praising the Lord. Amen. I remember what, it's about what about six months ago now that we were up here and I heard those angels start singing on the platform. And I told Deborah, said, did you hear that? Man, it was like, woof. And I said, man, did that sound heavenly. Amen. They're praising God. They're praising God. You know why? Because they see him. They know who he is. They're in his presence. They look at us and they, they want to understand all about our salvation because they're looking at us and the hell that we live in on earth and the stuff that we go through and put up with and they stand back and they look at us and they say, they're trying to figure out how in the world we're still standing. We're standing because the God that they serve is our God and he's living on the inside of us and he's great and he's mighty. Somebody say amen. And it's John that wrote the words. He said, round about the throne, the beast and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 of 10,000 times 10,000 of thousands, saying with a loud voice. Somebody say, with a loud voice. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. See, sometimes you just need to roll down your window riding down the road and say, worthy. Don't take your hands off the wheel. <laughs> now, if you do, your, your, your car will start talking to you like mine does. Take a break. Got a coffee cup that comes up. 
Then if you don't obey it, it'll shut the car down and pull it over for you. It just drives itself. And I'm like, look, stupid, you're not a smart car. <laughs> Somebody say amen. 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 But you think about that, man, you just need to roll down the window and you need to do what this scripture, worthy is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Come on, somebody. I'm saying it with a loud voice. Somebody out in the front lawn somewhere down the road might hear say, who's that crazy person doing? I'm praising Jesus. Amen. Amen. They also excel in strength. And I like this part. Psalm 103, verse number 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength and do his commandments. Listen to this. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. That's why you need the word in your heart. That's why you need the word in your mouth. You need to speak what God said. Quit saying... Quit being a blabbermouth. Quit saying junk out of your mouth because your soul's messed up and your head's messed up. You're mad at somebody and angry at this and you got hurt over that and all this other stuff and all this stuff comes out of you. Your angels have to back up and fold their wings and just stand there and look at you and say, see, the Bible said, don't you offend your angel. They can't be activated. And right now you want angels activated. Somebody say, I want mine activated. Amen. They do his commandments and hearken to the voice of his word. Hearken to the voice of his word. That's important if you're sick and you're speaking healing scriptures. Hmm? William Branham used to have that angel show up beside of him and tell him what was in a person's body, show him how to pray, and miracles happened. 2 Kings chapter 19, verse number 35 says this, That night, Yahweh's angel, everybody say Yahweh's angel, went out and struck 185,000. You better be listening, Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, ISIS. Yahweh's angel went out and struck 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Somebody say, man, my angel has got some power some strength. Angels don't marry, Mark 12 and 25. Angels sing for joy. Somebody say, praise God. Uh-huh. They're never depressed, never long-faced, never beaten down, never give up. Luke chapter 15, 10, joy in the presence of the angels at one sinner that repents. You want to make an angel happy? Get somebody saved. Amen. They're not to be worshiped in Revelation chapter 20, 22. Uh, verse number 6 and 9, and then also Colossians 2, 18. And God himself tells us that he alone is to be worshipped. Mm -hmm. Now, there are different ranks and orders of angels. Got the cherub, who are in God's presence, the seraphim, burning ones. You have the, they, they, they have a burning devotion toward God, living creatures who have do special ministry to worship God and bring him glory. They're also uh, to participate in pouring out the wrath of God when you look in the Revelation. Then you've got Michael, and then you've got who, who is like God, a chief. He's a chief, he's a commander of the armies of heaven. Then you've got Gabriel, who's called a mighty one. He's a fighter as well, but he serves God in, in more of a capacity as being a messenger. Then you've got godly thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers. These are all angelic ranks. Now, we don't have the time to go into all that tonight because I want to get to what I really want, to, want you to hear tonight. So what do angels do? Before angels can do anything for human beings, you know what they do first? 
I've done told you and told you and told you. They worship God. Oh, oh, why don't my angel get? He's worshiping God. The angel is worshiping God. This is what I want us to get. See, if worship to God is such a high priority to them, hmm, they ain't even going to go fight until they first bow. Because if my enemy's going to bow, I've got to first bow to the one that's going to make them bow. Come on. If my enemy is going to flee, then I'm going to have to bow in the presence of the one that makes them flee. And so before angels can do anything, they worship first. So get this scene in Revelation chapter 7, verse number 11. Listen to the words. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and forever. Amen. So how many of them? All. All the angels. Not part of them. All of them. All of them. Wow. <laughs> you think about this tonight. See, we are always rushing around to go do ministry. Man, I got, I got to go to the hospital. I got to go visit this person. I got to go, I got to go over here to do that. I got to go preach here. I got to do all this stuff. I have to do all this. But what if we took the time to worship first? Hmm. My God. The greatest revivals I've ever preached in my life have been when I got so caught up in the Holy Ghost I didn't know where I was. I still think about what happened in South Boston when I got caught up in the Holy Ghost and drove an hour out of my way. And I woke up and I said, my God, where am I at? I didn't even know where I was. I've been dislocated. And I said, Jesus, you're going to have to translate me to the church. And so we got there, and heaven opened up, and God came down. And see, I believe in every instance, see, if we take time, this is one of my things. I love to worship God. I was in here singing this today, just in here by myself. I do that a lot. Just come over, sing, 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 praise God. Ride down the road praising God. Praise him. Read the word. Just praising, praising God. See, and so... I want to talk to you about this angelic protection for us tonight, and it starts as we worship God. Somebody say, worship God. No fear, being bold, righteous, strong, and understanding, understanding who's on our side and what we have available to us. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned before, our world is quite different than it was a few weeks ago. Everybody agrees with that. I believe it's a pivotal time, and why the church didn't fall tonight, I don't know. That when the seventh hit, and those invading forces of those terrorists came in, and the intelligence of Israel did not pick it up. See, America is preoccupied right now with everything but God. Church is preoccupied with everything but God. We have the form of godliness, but we don't have much power. Come on. 
in Israel. They are so preoccupied with everything that goes on. Listen, the enemy, has they send missiles all the time. It just didn't happen on the 7th, and it hasn't happened just every day. They've been doing it for years, sending those Katusha rockets in, and then sending, the, now they got, they're smarter than they used to be, and they're firing further into Israel. There was a time that they couldn't reach uh, Tel Aviv, but now they can. And it's important right now. See, we understand that, that, that people's focus is being broken because our focus is not on God. Our focus is on the devil. Demons. Oh, my God, that murdering bunch of devils over there, that, that bunch needs their heads cut off. They've they murdered babies, and they've done this, and they've done that, and I agree with you. And that's why we pray Psalm 83. That's why we pray Psalm 122. And that's why tonight when we read Psalm number 34, it could be the same thing. We're praying for God, get that devil. But the way God gets him, it's not for me to be preoccupied with a bunch of devils that are hanging around in the heavenly somewhere, but to understand that thrones and dominions and principalities and powers on God's side that are an innumerable host can guard Israel, come on somebody, and can guard the United States of America. Glory to God. You can pillow your head at night in so much peace, you don't have to worry about somebody breaking in your house. You may hear somebody scream outside like that 185,000 Assyrians that had that one angel to come through and slaughter every one of them. I'm going to tell you one thing. My angel is a good shot. He never misses. But I've got to get my faith stirred up where angelic beings are concerned. Somebody say Amen. Woo! See, it's a real threat, this evil is. The lawlessness that's in America right now, the immorality that has gripped the land. And I look at it and I, and I pray, I pray about this. I said, God, you've given us a mandate to reach the LGBTQ. You've given us a mandate, Father, for revival. How in the world are we going to reach it? And it's when the Lord began to speak to me. He said, one of the things you need to do is worship me continuously. The other thing you need to do is to understand that my angels are activated by the word of God. And you need to begin to speak that instead of the negativity of CNN and CBS and ABC and Fox Network. He said, unplug from the world and get plugged into God Almighty. Come on, get plugged into the word. All I need is for one angel to show up. He could clean the White House and the Congress and the Senate and the mayors and the governors and the lieutenant governors and the, and the school boards, come on, and the supervisors. He could, he could walk through this land in a matter of, of a while and clean it up by his spirit. Mm -hmm. I will bless the Lord at all times, Psalm 34 says. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Ha <laughs> ha. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. See, humility to God is not you putting your boast, and listen to what I'm going to tell you, is not putting our boast in America's weaponry or America's military genius, which is greatly diminished right now. I never would have thought they could have uh, breached the, the intelligence of Israel. 
Our intelligence have been breached. How in the world do you have a, 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 an Islamic man that's involved in the secret stuff of the United States of America? Come on, are you listening to me tonight? I'm saying, God, there's a devil of confusion involved in that, and we need the angels to get involved and work in that Congress and in that Senate and some way, somehow scream in that president's ear. Let angels stand up in the White House and say, Mr. President, God sent me to tell you, shut your mouth. Don't follow that demon person that you've been listening to, Mr. Elite, Mr. Big Bucks. Don't buck God. See, that's what we need. Amen. One of the things that impressed me the other day is when the new speaker of the house got up and had his Bible and laid it right there. One of the things that impressed me, it wasn't very many of them, but they were all kneeling down, praying in front of that podium down front. I said, that's a good place to start right there. My God, let the power of the Holy Ghost fall, Jesus. My God, Lord Jesus, show up. Show up. Show up. Show up. Get in that university. Who would have thought there'd be a list of universities that long that have been taught demonic doctrine? right in our own face, under our nose, in this land of the brave and the free, and they're crying out, death to Israel, death to America. See, I'm telling you, that is demonic rhetoric that is being prophesied out of their mouth. The devil is speaking it night and day, and he's doing it with multitudes, and the church is sitting on its backside, twiddling its thumbs, and we need to be standing in the house of God, speaking out and praising him like a mighty army that we are. Come on, somebody. Speaking the word of God. Somebody said, well, the church is supposed to go. It's a good thing nobody said that to the people in the book of Acts when Peter was locked up in the prison because the church was called to go pray. Jesus said, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer. You made it to den of thieves. It's your fault that this stuff has come down on your watch. Mm -hmm. Listen. And he's speaking to us. And he said, they prayed without ceasing. They knew their job. They said, God, you said if we'd call on your name, listen, I could go back to Chronicles and I could talk about Solomon's prayer. Lord, if, if, there's, if the, a number of army comes up against us, if they turn to this place and pray, hear thou from heaven and come and rescue us. Yada, yada. If we sin and we turn toward this place and pray, God, if, we, if there's famine in the land, if we turn to this place and pray, I want to tell you there's a New Testament church that has a better covenant than they did under the old covenant and we got a name called Jesus to call on and if we'll call on the name of Jesus and if we will pray, angels will get activated on our behalf. Amen. Think about it. One angel walked up to the door of that prison and went, he walked in, Peter, get up. What? what? I'm, I'm just seeing things. Peter, Peter, wake up. Smacks him. Shakes him, gets him up. My God, I pray Jesus, right now let angels come and just shake your people, wake up your people. God, do something. Let the Holy Ghost fall in the midst of us. Lord, we need the fire of heaven to fall. And Father, right now revive every heart and every soul in the name of Jesus. Let us catch on fire in the name of Jesus. Let sinners burst through the door, run to the altar, crying out, I gotta be born again. I gotta be saved. Let them run. 
to you, Jesus. That was what's so exciting about when the revival broke out at Gentiles. It said multitudes rushed the altar, crying out in repentance. You got people today living in open rebellion and sin in church, and you can preach hell hot and heaven sweet, and they'll sit there and put both hands up against you and bow up and say, I'm not, gonna, I'm not hearing you. I'm not listening. I'm not obeying. I'm choosing to go to hell whether you like it or not. Come on, somebody. God, wake them up. Wake them up. Wake them up. Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Listen to what he says. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They, they looked unto him and were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around about the righteous and delivers those that fear him. Dear God, what powerful, how powerful is this? And I'm getting ready to close. But I'm going to show you something about angels. We, you talk about angelic protection. I was sharing this with Joe and Rachel. Uh, the other day, she brought me this beautiful Bible cake, King James Version. It's about that thick. Chocolate inside and out. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven <laughs> until a cat scratched me. <laughs> My God, I ate that in a cup of coffee. I said, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. There is a heaven. <laughs> I think it's in Rachel's kitchen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I remember when we went to Egypt years ago and uh, they were having problems. They were blowing up buses and people were getting murdered and they had an armed guard every 50 foot with a machine gun. And so bright me, I'm just dumb. I just, when I hired me a chariot, I mean a chariot, might as well have been, but a horse and buggy and some little old 12-year-old kid come out, Ahmed, whatever his name was, Mohammed or Ahmed, and uh, he was driving us around around Egypt and Cairo and all that stuff, you know. And so uh, he said, I want you to come home and meet my brother. I said, sure, let's go. Man, he carried us out in the middle of nowhere, down this long old street. We got down an alley and we walked inside and I had this, like, I had this leather coat on, so I put my pants in my pockets. I'm saying like, man, I need to be packing. <laughs> I was packing Jesus. And so we went, we went inside. Honest to God, it was something like out of a movie. This Egyptian guy was sitting there smoking a cigarette. He said, I have friends in America. I said, do you? Well, praise God. I'm glad. Hallelujah. He said, I have some packages I would like to have delivered to America. Would you take them from me? I said, no, nope, won't take no packages. He said, well, you want some coffee? Some coffee? So they brought us out two little cups. I said, man, that's chintzy. Got it and looked at it, and it was like, Nothing but coffee grounds. In the bottom of it, a little bit of syrup. Egyptian coffee. You drink that, you're up about four days. You say, what's that stuff on your lips? <laughs> it's like coffee grounds. And so we're sitting there and we're drinking that coffee. And he's, that guy's looking back in the back room. There's another guy back here. So it's me and my wife and my godson, A.T. And we're standing there and we're looking at each other. And I'm thinking to myself, if that guy moves, I'm kicking him through the wall. And I'm sitting there thinking, Lord Jesus, get us out of this. I shouldn't have came down here. We shouldn't have, Lord. And, uh, and so we said, I said, well, we're going to have to go now. So we, they, were, they were selling some goods. 
And I think what happened is they, they got us out of there because Deborah brought some Queen of Sheba perfume. <laughs> it got me some King Solomon cologne, and I bought a, a, a two leather coats, and A.T. bought a leather coat. And so we got out of there. So we don't spend all our money. And so we left. And that was the angel of the Lord was protecting us. Do you understand? He was protecting us. But I'll give you something more profound than that. I remember on one, well, on several occasions, you know, that we, we have been on the highway and the angel of the Lord spoke to us about accidents. He said, watch this pallet on this truck. It's going to come off. It'll go through the windshield and kill you. So, so we stopped and the pallet came off the truck. Thank God we obeyed that voice. And then uh, he spoke to me one time and said, this tailgate off of this huge dump truck is going to fall off. And he says, if it does, it'll cause you to wreck and you and your wife will be killed. And so we listened to the angel and we slowed down and that tailgate looked like somebody looked up and pulled the pins out of it. It failed and started sliding down the highway. And then one particular time, we were on the way to, to Roanoke to minister up there. And uh, this crazy guy got in front of us. And we, every time we switched lanes, this guy wouldn't let us by. And we said, Lord, send your angel to get this guy out of the way. Out of nowhere. Honest to God, I don't know where he came from. It was a forest ranger. I think Smokey the Bear was driving. <laughs> it's a forest ranger. He, he cut the light on and pulled that guy over just like that. I don't even, he was nowhere. He was nowhere to be found. And I'm like, uh, really, a forest ranger? Jesus, a forest ranger? He said, man, I got angels everywhere. Amen. Pulled that car over, so we went on the Roanoke and had a great, great time. Praise the Lord. And it just, you know, just all kinds of stuff, accidents. See, every time that you have a delay, I said, every time you have a delay, I mean, you know, you can't find your keys. They were right there where you put them. Are you listening to me? I had the Lord speak to me one time, and he said, if I would allow you to take that key, you'd be dead right now. You'd be a dead man. And so I couldn't find my keys. I was fussing about it until the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And see, this is so important to understand that how God protects us, how he protects us and keeps us safe. It's like one of the, one of the greatest incidents that, that I heard of recent was when John Hagee down in Texas, you know, was at his pulpit, and he told the story, you probably heard it, how that a man came down the middle aisle and pulled out a gun, and God spoke to him and said, stand still and don't move. The guy emptied the gun and said the bullets went all around him, missed him. That was an angel diverting those bullets. Somebody say glory to God. See, you've got angels that go with you everywhere. They guard your house. They guard your property. They guard your animals. They guard your kids. I mean, seriously. I know right now if God wasn't protecting my boy, he'd be dead. It's only because of angels. I know stories that would cause your hair to turn up about, the, about him. The just stupid stuff that the devil has got him involved in and, and uh, just angels all around him delivering him. And see, it's important. God wants me to let you know tonight that his angel encamps round about you and delivers you because you fear him. Pray before you go to that restaurant. Listen for God. Moses said, God, if you don't go, I'm not going. Joshua said, if he don't go, I'm not going either. And I feel that same way. 
I don't care how much I love that restaurant. I'm not going unless I feel no check in here. No check. It could be as simple as just going to Stewart, riding up the road. God, you show me. You show me. Because when we seek him, we're, we're speaking his word over our life. It activates those angels and they protect us. Dear God, they protect us. Man, see, I mean, you know, you could tell stories about, you know, having delays and going up the road and seeing an accident. If you'd been there, a person would have got killed. And uh, I remember, lastly, that we were coming back from camp meeting one year. And as we were coming back, it was raining cats and dogs. I mean, my God. I had a death wish Thunderbirds. Anybody know what that is? Charles Bronson made a movie, drove one of them. Two-tone. I was coming up the road, and Brother Doug Harbor was driving the church van. It was full of people. And I remember I just was going up the road right beside him. All of a sudden, that Thunderbird just went like this, turned around and started going. I was going backwards. He was coming the right way. I was turned around going the wrong way, and I looked up. I could see his face. And all of a sudden, the car started going across the highway into the other lanes, tractor trailers, all that stuff. And Deborah screamed out. Jesus three times and an angel God is my witness an angel came down and got that car and went like this parked it right on the median not only thing it had on it was a little bit of mud on one hubcap and as soon as we missed that that tractor trailer come over the hill but see that's angels that's angels if God has protected me and you up to this present hour if we put our faith in him, he will continue to protect us in the days ahead. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to worship angels. I respect who they are. I'm not going to do anything to offend them. And they know that I need their help. I don't have that kind of power. I don't have that kind of strength. But I know one thing, they're activated by the word. And I got to speak that word. I have to speak that word. That's how you get them operating in your life. They can lead you to pray for people. They can, they can be there with miracle working power. Somebody said, I thought the Holy Ghost gifts operated that way. See, angels do too. See, you don't know what God is using and how he's manifesting. Sometimes you may not have faith for nothing. Depends on what season you are in your life. But see, you've got it in the bank. Are you listening? And God protects you. So tonight, I want us to all stand together. Jennifer, please come up. If you're here tonight, you may think you're in a hopeless situation, but I want to make you aware of one thing. Angels are on assignment for you. They're on assignment for you. They're going to bring the enemy's plans to naught. Amen. We're heirs of salvation. We're heirs. Angels are commanded by God to work for us. To work for us. I've just got... That's all. 
I've just got to say this. That scripture you read about they are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation in Hebrews, but if you'll notice the wording on that, and this is really important because we we overlook it and don't see it, but they are ministering spirits, the Bible, in Hebrews it says, to those who will become heirs of salvation. salvation. So we can activate those angels on those that are out Mm -hmm. there lost, that everyone is assigned one. That they can go and work yes. and protect Amen. them, uh, your prodigals and all that. That's right. But it's angel. They're I, not, I, not only for us, but they're for those, they're who, for will those who will become. If you are heirs praying for a son very or a daughter important. or a friend or a mother or a father, this is exactly what Paul is talking about. Because God is moving right now, and He's going to bring a lot of people into the kingdom. A lot of people of this. In history, when great awakenings happen, lots of times they were spawned by some horrific thing that happened in the earth, whether an earthquake, whether an attack, or whatever that it might be. So right now, tonight, I want you to just, right now, just just lay your hands on yourself, and let's just claim this promise together. Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you tonight for your army your angelic host. Thank you. They are assigned to me on my behalf, my family. I thank you right now that I understand they are activated by your word. Lord, I so revere you. I praise you. I worship you. And Father, right now, I thank you The angel of the Lord encamps round about me and delivers me because I fear you. Thank you, Father, that they keep me in all my ways as I follow your heart. Lord, we pray tonight, send that angelic host on America's behalf. Remove the evil. We pray now that every stumbling block of revival will be removed. Father, we ask for that angelic host to be released on our behalf. And Father, we pray for the nation of Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, send your angels to guard between them and the enemy, smacking down every rocket, every evil work, of the terrorist, we pray, even as you worked in 1967 to give them a miracle, Lord, we ask now that you will give another miracle for them in Gaza, in the Golan Heights, in the nation of Israel. And Father, we thank you tonight. We claim Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost revival. We claim tonight the refreshing fire of your holy presence and give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, we honor you, Father. Now give him a praise tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming tonight. Praise God. And I trust that you got something out of this and that you've been blessed in the name of the Lord. Amen. We're going to have a good time in the morning. Somebody say in the morning. In the morning. Somebody say amen. Amen. Amen.
So I say, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he lift his countenance to you. May he be gracious to you. And may he grant you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed.